0: Happy anniversary, 20-year anniversary, PCLV. Come on. Hallelujah. Amen. Uh, I'm just going to jump right in it. Amen. And what a ride it has been. Come on. But this last year and a half, amen, has been a, a ride. And, but God has been so faithful. Can somebody say amen? amen? And though we have lost and though we have struggled and not quite understood at times, God has guided us, directed us, protected us, and prepared us. Come on. We have learned, we have grew, and we have become united. Come on. So as I reflect these last few years, I see that the Lord has equipped us for such a time. Amen. I I knew that God would bring a refreshing time. He knew that we would need to be refreshed. Amen. that, That we would have to gather at the well to dip, to drink. Amen. To laugh, to be encouraged. Amen. And to be reminded of the great I am. And I believe that's what's been, been displayed this last, uh, these last few days, amen. We laughed, we fellowshiped, we encouraged one another, amen. Two years ago in our first theme, when we changed it to the Well Conference, was to be still. And he knew that the time was coming that we had to be still, not panic, but know that he is God. Come on, last year our theme was victory, and we didn't quite know if we were going to have a a conference last year because everything that was going on, but but he reminded us that he was victorious in battle. Come on, hallelujah. That if he is victorious, we are victorious. Come on, somebody say, I'm victorious. Come on. Our conference, amen, we had victory, amen. Remember victory? Come on, hallelujah. We had a great time, and this year our theme is declare and I want to minister on Declare. Amen. Our scripture is 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9. And it says here, that's on our banner, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Before that, we can declare, church, let's look at the beginning of chapter 2 to get a better understanding. Amen. Because before you and I can declare, we must say, I must, we must stop doing some things. We must get rid of some things. Hallelujah. First Peter 2 1, the CEV version says this, stop being hateful. Look to your neighbor and say, stop hating. Come on. Come on. You can't be hating. Let me tell you, you cannot be hating and declaring. It 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 doesn't go, amen. You can't you can't be declaring who he is and be hating somebody. So he starts here by stop being hateful, quit, listen, quit trying to fool people. Come on, don't be don't be faking the funk here. Hallelujah. Come on, he says, stop quitting, stop trying to fool people, start being sincere. Don't be jealous. I still look 20 years younger. Don't be jealous. (laughs) Or listen, or say cruel things about others. See, Peter here is starting out. and he's starting by telling us, you need to stop this. Another translation says, get rid of. And it goes on to say, all evil behavior. If we are going to declare his praises, amen. If we are going to declare who he is, there are some things, listen church, that we need to stop, amen. If you're going to declare his praises, amen. While we're saying wrong things, being jealous, faking it, amen. There is no way that you and I can declare who he is. Tell your neighbor, stop it. (laughs) Tell yourself. Tell yourself, stop it. Because the biggest problem is us. We need to stop it. We can't control other people, church, but you can control yourself. It starts with you. Somebody say, it starts with me. It's to start with us, amen. If we're going to make a change, if we're going to make some declarations, if we're going to make some, some uh, proclaim things about who God is, then we have to stop some things. It starts with us, amen. It starts with me, and we can all do our part. Let me tell you that then God can do what he wants to do. See, Peter goes on to say in 1 Peter 2 to 3 says, Be like newborn babies who are thirsty for pure spiritual milk, that it will help you to grow and be saved. You have already found out how good the Lord is. The NIV says this, Now that you have tasted that the Lord is good. Come on, me and Pastor Abraham, Pastor Joe, and Becky were eating one time. We were just talking about the Lord has been so good. Why would we go back? Why would we go back when God has been so good to us? Come on, somebody. Come on, we were talking how God made the transformation. And when we got a taste of who God is, amen, we said, why would we go back when we got something so good? Why would I go back to a vomit? As the Bible says. Why would I go back and chew on some vomit when God has been so good to us? Let me tell you, God looks good in a bag of vomit. Hallelujah. You have that bag? No, I'm just playing. (laughs) You kind of believe. See, one of the things that most kids want to do is to grow up. They want to grow up. They want to get married. They, they want, they want their own kids. When they're little, they, they see, man, I want to grow up. I want to do grown up things. Right? They, they, they want to grow up. Amen. Uh, they want to grow up to be like their brother, their sister, uh, like someone in their family, mom, dad, uncle. Amen. Uh, when I was a kid growing up, I wanted to be just like my brother Tony. Cause Tony was cool. He was cool. He just, he, he had the jokes. Amen. He, he was a good looking guy. Amen. I got the looks at least. Amen. But <laughs> no. <laughs> But he was a good, he was a good, he was just a good guy. And I said, man, I want to be like my brother, Tony. My wife, on the other hand, doesn't want our granddaughter, Lene, to grow up. <laughs> he wants her to stay, stay at two, perfect, or five. Or, right now, I think at seven. I know, I'm saying, she's two, Amen. man? Well, seven, she's having a good time because they're shopping now. Amen, hallelujah. But kids want to grow up. We have to grow up. See, the sad thing is, is people never grow up. They grow old, but they never grow up. Tell your neighbor, grow up. (laughs) See, when we're born again, when we're born again, we become spiritual. Listen, newborn babies. And if we are healthy, we would want to grow up. See, the need for milk is natural instinct for a baby. It's, it signals a, the desire for nourishment that will lead to growth. See, once you need God's word, I said once you Get a need for the Lord of God, amen. Once you start to begin to find nourishment in Christ, our spiritual appetite will start to increase as well, amen. We will start to grow, amen, and then we will start to mature. But you got to crave his word. When his word's inside of you, church, when it's part of you, when you identify yourself with the word of God, amen, now you can start to declare some things see first Peter chapter 4 verse uh, chapter 2 verse 4 to 7 it goes on to say that you are coming to Christ who is the living cornerstone of God's temple he was rejected by people but chosen by God for great honor you are the living stones Hey, I am you are the living stones of God's building into his spiritual temple What's more, you are holy, his holy priest. Through the meditation of Jesus Christ, you offer spiritual sacrifices that please God. As the scripture says, I am placing a cornerstone in Jerusalem, chosen for great honor, and anyone who trusts in him will never be disgraced. Yes, you who trust in him recognize the honor that God has given him, but those who reject him, the stone, the builders rejected, has now become the cornerstone. See, we, say I, we need to be living stones for God's house. Peter here is describing the church uh, as a living and spiritual temple, amen, and with Christ as the foundation, uh, with Christ as the cornerstone, uh, each believer as a stone, amen. He's describing the church as a body, amen, uh, with Christ as a head and every believer as members. Ephesians chapter 4, 15 to 16, it says, Instead, uh, we speak the truth in love. Let I me mean, enjoy that message of love last night, Amen. Come on, growing in every way more and more like Christ who is the head of his body, the church. He makes the whole body fit perfectly together, amen, as each part does its own special work. It helps the other parts to grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. Tell your neighbor I need you. We need each other. Just like, uh, Beg was saying, amen, uh, her elbows connected to her, 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 her knee, we we're, we're all connected. Right? I don't know about you, but I, I need both feet. I need both legs, amen, I won't be hopping around, you know. You know, hopping around Christian, amen? You know, I want to be a whole body. See, all of us fit each other. All of us, if we could all do our parts together, then we can walk uh, as Christ, full of power, full of strength, uh, full of what we need to do for the kingdom of God as we come together. Tell your neighbor, I need you. See, both of these descriptions of the church stresses the need, listen, for community. One stone is not the temple or even a wall. One body is useless without the other parts. In our society today, it's easy to forget that we need to depend on each other. When God calls us to do a work, amen, remember that he's also calling others to work with you. Together, listen, we multiply. Together, we grow. Together, we build. Together, we mature. Together, we can declare. Unity brings multiplication, church. But sacrifice is needed. Back in the Old Testament, they would sacrifice an animal according to God's law. Amen. And here, Peter is telling us and, and what God wants us. Say me. Someone say me. Come on, that what God wants us to do, his holy priests, who are you guys, to offer yourself as a living and spiritual sacrifice. Meaning that we daily have to lay down our lives, church. We have to lay down our own desires to follow him. There is a cost. Listen, if nobody has told you yet, and if you've been here long enough, amen, you got to understand there is a cost be a his disciple if there's going to be any declarations made there has to be denial listen of yourself you must decrease in order for God to increase in your life Luke chapter 9 23 says and he said to them all to who who just a few just you All of us, everyone, every single creature, every creation of God. He said to them all, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves, take up their cross, and follow me. Hallelujah. Come on, tell your neighbor, take it up. You got to take it up. This is not a Sunday thing. This ain't, wasn't the weekend thing. You didn't bring on your weekend cross, amen, for the conference, amen. Oh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. There's, I gotta get my Friday cross, my Saturday cross, my, my Sunday cross, and Monday and Tuesday and well, you, you don't have no crosses. You gotta take up your cross every day. Every, even when you don't want to, you don't want to, you ever felt you didn't want to get out of bed? Come on. You ever feel like you just, man, I just don't want to read today. I don't want to, you got, you got to deny yourself. You got to crucify this flesh. Amen. You got to pick it up. We struggle because we don't pick it up. We think the struggle is the cross. Amen. The struggle it happens when you don't carry the cross. Come on. You have to carry your cross. You got to pick it up and deny yourself and, and follow him. You got to put all your energy, all your resources at his disposal, trusting him that he will guide us and lead us through. You got to pick it up. Got to pick it up, church. But there also must be confession in order for declaration. See, I believe that Peter often thought of the words Jesus told him when he confessed. When Peter confessed that Jesus was the Messiah, the son of the living God, as he said in Matthew chapter 16, 18, he goes, what about you? What about you, he asked, who do you say I am? And Simon Peter answered, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. And and Jesus replied, blessed are you, Simon of Jonah, for this has not been revealed by flesh and blood, but by my father who's in heaven. Church, who do you say he is? Who do you say he is? Come on, who do you say he is? Come on, you, the question comes to all of us, amen. You gotta answer. You get, there has to be a confession if you're gonna make a declaration of who God is, amen. Before you can declare, you need to know who he is in your life. Jesus told him in Matthew 16, 18, you are Peter, which means rock, and upon this rock I will build my church and all the powers of hell will not Conquer it, church. Come on. If you know who you are, amen. If you know who he is, then you know who you are, amen. And you are powerful. Uh, you are strong. Come on. Nothing can come against you, church. It can rock. Your, your house can be rocked, amen. The winds can blow, but it won't take you out if you know who he is and you know who you are. You see, Jesus is the bedrock in which the church is built on. He is a stone, and Peter recognized it, and he confessed it. First Peter 2.8 says this, And he, the, s- the stone that makes people stumble, the rock that makes them fall, they stumble because they do not obey God's word. And so they meet their fate that was planned for them. Here in this passage of Scripture, Jesus called the stone that people that makes people stumble, the rock that makes them fall, amen, meaning that some people will stumble over Christ because they reject him or refuse to believe that he is who he says he is. In Psalms 118.22, it says a stone that the builder rejected has now become the cornerstone. Now, the definition of cornerstone is this. Come on, It's a foundational stone or, or a setting stone that is the first stone that is set in construction of masonry foundation. All the other stones, somebody say all the other stones. All the other stones will be set in reference to this stone, thus the, determining the position of the entire structure. The most important part of God's building, church, is Jesus, somebody say Jesus, Jesus. being the cornerstone. As a cornerstone, what that means to you and I, church, is that Jesus is completely trustworthy. Come on, somebody say yes. Come on. He's completely trustworthy, and he is very precious to his believers. Though he is rejected by some, he is the most important part of the church people who refuse to believe in christ have made the greatest mistake of their lives they will stumble over the one the one person that can save them and give meaning in their lives listen those who refuse have fallen into the hands of judgment into god's hands of judgment But Peter goes on to say in 2 Peter 9 and 10, but you, somebody say me, but you are a chosen people. Come on, you are a chosen people. Tell your neighbor, I'm chosen. Come on, you are a chosen people. He says, you didn't, you didn't choose me. I, I chose you. Uh, come on. I knew you even f- before you were created. I knew you when you were in your mother's room. I chose you uh, even before I laid the foundations of the earth. I seen you. Uh, I called out to you. Uh, come on. I choose you. He chooses us. You're chosen. There's destiny. There's purpose, there's plan for everyone. Amen. He chooses you. You are a chosen people. Not only that, but a royal priesthood, a holy nation, uh, God's special possession that you uh, may declare the praises of him uh, who called you out of darkness uh, into his marvelous light, church. Uh, Come on, he called you out. Tell your neighbor, I've been called out. He called you out from your sin, He called you out where you were hiding. He called you out in your mess. He called you out when you were down and out. He called you out, amen. come on when you were busted and disgusted amen. He called you out and says, "I chose you, daughter, I chose you, son, I choose you for my kingdom. I'm chosen. Chosen. Not only that, I'm, a, I'm royalty. Whoo. Don't that feel good I'm part of royalty man do you know my daddy <laughs> Woo! oh man that's the house I belong to I'm royalty I'm not a nobody I'm not, I'm not I'm not just that person I'm somebody I'm a king I'm an heir I'm a chosen I'm a priest amen come on I belong to a holy nation once once We were not a people, but now you're a people of God. Once you have not received mercy, but now, somebody say now, now you have received mercy. God has been merciful to us. At one time we weren't. I know at one time I wasn't. I wasn't. Oh, you weren't either. Don't look at me all. (laughs) Looking at y'all. Like I'm the only one. Ah. Come on, we weren't. We weren't a people of God. We were people of the world. We are people of ourselves. We were people that were just selfish. I was a selfish person. Come on, this is about me, 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 me. Give me, 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 me. (laughs) It's only me. Come on, we were. Come on, we never received mercy before. But now we do. We weren't once people of God, but. Now you are. You're people of God. You're royalty. You're chosen. You you, you belong to the greatest house and have the greatest father. You're not that anymore. Tell yourself, I'm not that anymore. I'm not that. I I, I know who I was. I, I know what he delivered me from. I don't forget what he's done in my life, but I'm not that no more. This is who I am. I'm a son. Come on, you're a daughter, amen, of the living God, amen. Come on, I'm a person of, I'm a person of God. I'm not that anymore. The world can't put that on me no more. My family can't put that on me anymore. My friends can't put that on me anymore. Come on, nobody can put that on me anymore. They cannot tag me. Society cannot tag me who I once was, amen. I was once lost, but now I'm found, amen. I was once blind, but now I see, amen. I was once uh, lame, but now woo, I can walk, hallelujah. I like that, huh? Woo, woo. Whoa, whoa, we, be careful. I'm not Abraham, amen, Hallelujah. <laughs> Come on. We didn't know where we were going, church. We were blind. You thought you knew where you were going. You thought you knew you had had the plan. You thought you had the direction, amen, to only define a dead end of empty promises. Come on, God opens our eyes. And now we see. Like we see life for the very first time. Remember when the guy that was blind and Jesus spits on the ground and makes mud and puts it on his eyes? A man born born blind, amen? Imagine the first time he's seen color. First time you've seen life. That's how it was for us. We were blind, amen? We were blind and, and God finally opens our eyes to creation, To who he is, the great I am. He opens your eyes and says, God, I see now. I I know who you are. I know who I am. Amen. I I can see. I'm not that anymore. Because we're chosen. We're chosen people who he called out of darkness that we can declare his praises. God has drawn us into his wonderful light, amen. We were a people with no identity. But now we found our identity in Christ Jesus. Because the victory, come on, of the cross, amen. Because he laid down his life on that cross, amen. The pattern was changed before the priest were the only ones, amen, that can approach God on our behalf for our sins. But now, say now, we can declare, now we can approach, we can come to God directly, listen, without any fear. Hebrews chapter 4, 16 says this, let us approach God's throne with, of grace with confidence, so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. But we're also given, listen church, responsibility. Responsibility of bringing others to Christ. Second Corinthians chapter five, sixteen—I mean, eighteen to twenty-one—says this: All this is from God, who reconciled himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them, and He has committed to us the message of reconciliation. That we are Christ's ambassadors. Come on. As though God was making appeal through us. We implore on you Christ's behalf to be reconciled to God. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that we might become the righteousness of God. The righteousness of God. We are ambassadors. Don't that make you feel important? Don't it feel like, man? You you got some kind of authority? I'm an ambassador. Amen. Oh yeah. Brother Rake had a had a, his blazer on and he was standing there and he was all like this. And I said, he goes, he goes, he goes. I'm an usher. That's what he said. Huh? I'm an usher. He stood there and I said he was all puffed up. Amen. And he's like, I said, what's going on, bro? I'm an usher. For the kingdom of God, amen. Come on, he used to usher in sin. Now he ushers, amen, into the presence of God. He is chosen. Come on, he's a new creation. And he stands as an ambassador to God's house. That's all of you guys. You're an ambassador. We shouldn't walk in with our heads down when we belong to the king. We shouldn't walk with our heads down and frown, amen, when we belong to a good father. Royalty, holy priest, an ambassador. Yeah, Woo. I can walk in the restaurant and say, "I'm an ambassador of Christ. Give us a table." I think I might try that today. Amen. Hallelujah. Well. When we are united with Christ as members of his body, church, we join a priestly work of reconciling God and people. Our relationship with Christ is far more important than our jobs, our successes, our wealth, our knowledge, church. We have been chosen by God as his very own, amen, that we have been called to represent him, declare him to others. Remember that your value comes from becoming one of God's children, not from what you can achieve. Listen, you have worth because of what God does, not because of what you do. And because of that, we can declare who he is. Let me close with this, because I want to go try that ambassador thing out right now. I want to try that out. Amen. If I get enough ambassadors with me, it may work. Amen. Colossians chapter 1, 11 to 14. So we also pray that you be strengthened with all his glorious power so that you will have all the endurance and all the patience you need. May you be filled with joy And always thanking the Father. He has enabled you to share in his inheritance that belongs to his people. Who live in the light. For he has rescued us from the kingdom of darkness. And transferred us into the kingdom of his dear son. Who purchased our freedom and forgave us of our sins. Church. It's time to declare the praises of him who called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. I said it's time to declare his praises that has called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. I said it's time to declare... His praises that's called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. Come on, let's all stand to our feet, amen. Come on, it's time to make that declaration. Let it not be a one-moment time when, when pastor's telling you to do it, amen. you got to start to declare it for yourself. you got to start to declare it over your life, over your home, over your children, over whoever, amen. Start to declare You can leave the lights on today. It's time to declare. Worship team can come.